0: Happy Valentine's. We hope that you've listened to our podcast on friendship and marriage. And for our other podcast this month, we're going to replay Five Ways to Connect in Marriage.
1: Mm -hmm. And this was our first podcast series that we did. And um, we really would like you to um, listen, even if you listened before, because we really recommend that every marriage look in evaluate where your marriage is at in these levels of um, intimacy, these levels of connection, and those being physical, uh, social, recreational, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. So we encourage you to listen to those. And um, last January and February of 2021, you can also go back and um, listen to those two months as they're focused on relationship and especially on marriage, if you would like to do that as well.
0: So we're Worley and Danina Kennedy, we're connecting, we're talking about connection in marriage. And or another way to say it is just intimacy in marriage. We've we're talking about five ways that we connect. We've discussed physical. We've discussed social, recreational, and now we're going to discuss intellectual. And um, basically, intellectual connection is where our minds meet, right? Mm-hmm. And it's any anything where we share thoughts, ideas, and knowledge with each other. And, you know, some people might be a little intimidated by the word intellectual if, if, if either one or both spouses don't consider themselves intellectual, then they Mm may hear that word and think, well, we never connect that way. Well, what we're talking about here is true of everybody in every relationship. It's where your thoughts and your ideas are brought forth. And everybody has thoughts about something and everything. You have thoughts about your spouse. You have thoughts about your children. You have thoughts about what's going on in the world. Uh, your community, your school, and so forth. and it's where these things that come from within uh, are shared. it's the, the you know the thinking part of us. So I mean, what would you have to say about it, Danina?
1: Well, I think anytime we ask our spouse's thoughts or opinions about something um, you know, and hear what they have to say back, even if we don't agree on the matter we're talking about. An intellectual connection there. It's because just what you said, we're sharing our our minds. Uh, we're always all learning. Uh, the you know the thing is, is you and I, we we are in a profession where we're learning a lot of the same things. Right. So we can have this just as we're talking about how to you know, help other people. Right. Some Some couples don't have that. A lot of couples don't. Because
0: we're, we're talking about things that we're dealing with in people, and we're exchanging those ideas and learning from each other and things we read or things people say and so forth. But we do have that in common anyway. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't necessarily be true if you're not in the same profession, the same kind of work.
1: And it happens all the time where you might have one spouse that's really into politics and the other isn't. Right. Or you know, one that's into um, you know being a full-time learner and student. and they uh, just—I mean—you're more analytical than me, right? So you're always thinking about why do things work the way they work. What's—I mean—what's going on um,
0: with this situation? And so—and I enjoy when we talk about any anything, and then you engage with me at whatever I'm, I'm sometimes know surprised that you when i share something about you know the way the you know the the, the various newest cars come out and i'm curious about that and we're talking about it that you really engage there but that's what we're talking about it's something interesting to me but i'm sharing that with Mm -hmm.
1: you and this is not quite as intimate as an emotional intimacy because we're talking about opinions and belief systems here you know um not necessarily going to how you feel right. about it. We're going to talk about that but,
0: but it's very next. But it's very important. Yes. It's a very important way that we connect because there are things as a married couple that we do connect on. I mean, the obvious example, of course, is our children. Mm-hmm. And there's a world of information that occurs as our kids are growing up about what's happening to them and what they're into and what we think we should you know, be doing or not doing that we discuss when it comes to our kids, but it's not certainly limited to our kids.
1: Right. And some couples that we've met over the years, this is their, probably their strongest level Mm -hmm. of connection and intimacy. And some of these couples are, are those where many of us might feel like it's conflict to be debating mm-hmm. subjects all the time right. but there are certain couples that they like that they love debating right. and they love debating every issue that you know comes across the table
0: and so, uh, and so sometimes they actually have intimacy in an area that somebody else thinks well they just fight all the time and, mm-hmm. and it's, or they're there in conflict over something while that couple actually is you know uh encouraged or, you know, it it really kind of gets them going when they're debating something as you, like you said.
1: And we, we tend to find this sometimes we read a a different genre of, you know, literature or books. Uh, And so sometimes we share what I'm reading, or you share a lot about what you're reading, you read a lot of biographies. And so you'll share about different you know, people that you're reading about. And I like hearing about that. Uh, I mean, I think this is once again in marriage. Sometimes we die to ourselves, and we listen and we hear and we show interest in an area that maybe I wouldn't normally be interested in or you might not normally be what interested would you say in
0: to the, What would you say to the couple, though, maybe they've got young children or teenagers, they're on the go constantly, but they're, they don't feel like or is as they're listening to us, they don't feel like they're... Even connecting in this area, I mean, do they need to set aside time where they're just talking and sharing and so forth? I mean, it, it, I'm answering my own question, but it's it's that important. There mm-hmm. needs to be conversation mm-hmm. rather than okay, we're going to do this with the kids and this is what we're doing and the list of the numerous activities. But really, they, you know, this is what a date night often accomplishes mm-hmm. is the intellectual connection.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just being intentional of thinking about what is your spouse interested in. Ask them a question about their job or ask them a question about what they're reading or ask them a question about, uh, you know, what what they're thinking about, you know, with the politics or I mean, whatever it is. It, it might be their level of interest. So it's, it's just learning to ask those questions and to listen and connect. And it does take time. But sometimes it's just that, thinking one time a week I'm going to, you know, check in with my spouse on this uh, area of interest in their life and yeah, being intentional.
0: You know, sometimes, I like you'll ask me, okay, well, what, are you, what are you reading on your phone? You know, well, what are you into on your phone?
1: Mm-hmm. Most spouses today are probably asking that.
0: But but the truth <laughs> is, if if all we're doing is reading and taking in information on our phone and we're never talking about it with our spouse because oh, they're not that interested or mm-hmm. if I do, they you know, they tend to make fun of me, We're missing the point. We, 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 we need to be able to connect with our spouse in an intellectual in an intellectual way. With the information that we take in, with the things that we're thinking, um, yeah.
1: And I, I think the big thing here is if you, if you find yourself or you find your spouse actually having to go outside of your married uh, marriage relationship in order to find some intellectual stimulation or, you know, growth here. Um, or or even just to be able to have I mean we're talking about having meaningful conversations so where you settle down in and you actually talk about some things that you know that matter here if you're go, if you're having to find that stimulation or that connection outside of your marriage that has to be a really big red you know red flag so um and, and part of that is because as we go from here, we're sharing our thoughts with another person is going to lead us to that next level of communication that we want to talk about, which is really emotional intimacy. And they so,
0: really go hand in hand. And sometimes the if, if there's pain in the relationship, one of the spouses might not share what they're thinking or feeling because they, there's pain there. Mm-hmm. But that... Makes it all the more important that you do share, because by not doing so, you're you're inhibiting, you're, you're limiting a very important you know area of connection, and that's just talking. I mean, how it, how often do, do you sometimes counsel, and you, you got one spouse or the other one, and they're just not talking at all, mm-hmm. and the other one is starved for just some kind of communication. So, what happens well if it doesn't if it's not met there then it's very tempting to go somewhere else to get it met
1: and the intellectual area is actually an easier area than the emotional because yeah. there's you should find some things that you can share with your spouse that don't have a lot of emotion maybe attached to it right. just like I'm saying about something you read something you heard how you can you know parent your kids or uh, I mean, there are there are topics like that. that
0: you know, and, and, and I found even with us, if you and I are in a place and there's some pain between us and we're having a hard time communicating, sometimes just talking about something breaks the ice. Mm-hmm. There's the connection here at this level or in this way with the, you know, intellectually that begins to bring about some healing towards what we really need to talk about and that's some of the emotions that you know have come between us
1: and i would say in the intellectual you have to let go of a lot of pride or uh-huh. being a know-it-all yeah. or being right yeah about these things in order to connect here because it, it, i mean when you're sharing your opinions or, and thoughts or belief system if uh, i mean if you're the only one that's right, and you're know it all about this, and you don't even open the door for the other person to share their thoughts, you know, or opinions. Then you're not. That's not communication. That's one sided, you know, communication there.
0: Yeah, so, and it'll shut it down really quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And one thing that we started doing just with our family is at, at dinner time we would have everybody go around the table and just simply say. Uh, let's say, one good thing about your day and one hard thing. And it didn't have to be long things, but it at least made us settle in with each other and settle in with our family where we were sharing something from our life at the end of every day. And, I mean, we can all think of something, you know, something good that happened, something um, hard that happened.
0: And I would also say it's an area where you've got to learn to be a good listener. You have to really pay attention to what somebody's sharing um, and, and especially if some if the spouse is more introverted and they have a hard time putting their 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 thoughts out there then the other one really needs to value and hear what that person is saying-hmm
1: Which that really leads us into emotional intimacy, where some of all that is—that's
0: uh, our next one.
1: Yeah, most important uh, when we connect emotionally. So, these last two that we're going to talk about is the emotional and spiritual intimacy, those levels of connection, and they can be harder for many couples, mm-hmm. uh, but they're critical for just a deeper. Lasting connection in our marriages. So uh, basically, emotional intimacy uh, connects us to the heart of another and it always requires vulnerability. And uh, openness, transparency, Uh, it means that I'm going to choose, like we've talked about already with intellectual, but I'm going to choose to communicate and share not only my thoughts, right, from the intellectual side of things, but I'm going to also share my feelings sometimes under those thoughts or tied to those with Worley and him back um, with me. So when we're talking about this type of intimacy, basically... It requires not only am I willing to, uh, you know, be vulnerable enough to share with you, but that you also be present, you be available, you know, not not on looking at your phone, not watching TV, not reading something while I'm talking to you, but you're going to be fully present, fully available, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have that assurance. I would say that you're going to take care of me in that conversation. um, That often shuts this whole thing down if people don't have that sense of security to start with.
0: Yeah, and there's things that will cause uh, a person to not want to share. And and by taking care of you, I think you're you're bringing the point that anytime there's been any kind of uh, abuse, and it could be verbal abuse or or physical abuse, but but anytime where the other person doesn't feel like they uh can share and it's painful to share and there's something between them then they're not going to be as apt to share so the burden is on both people right it's on mm-hmm. on the person who's sharing to go ahead but it's also on the person who's hearing and listening to take care of that person and especially if i if i know if i've if i've been a jerk to you and i've been a jerk to you many times through through our years of marriage uh, where it it's hard for you to share because of the way that I've said something, or maybe there's been anger that I've said it with, um, then I have to be aware, you know, as as that's brought to my attention, that I need to take care of you in that area so that you will share.
1: And sometimes we... We'll start that conversation off by me saying, yeah. I really need to talk to you about this, but I want you to know I have some anxiety right. at talking to you about this because, you right. know, this is how you handled this in the past. Or, I, you know, I felt like you just shut me down immediately. or um, And sometimes you'll say, I, I mean, I want to share this with you, but I feel like you start telling me what you think about it before you really settle in and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, to what I'm saying, or just as the introvert, I don't spend the time letting you get it all out. Or... And,
0: and I, so I think as we mature, we're both aware of what's going on with the other one. We've talked about it and we're aware when we get into areas that have become sensitive areas,
1: mm-hmm. trigger because, points, yeah. because
0: of the pain that, that it does take effort. It doesn't just happen. We have to sometimes work through conflict or hard feelings, but we're communicating those things. And if if you're saying I have some anxiety about this, then it would be wrong of me, it would be rude of me to not pay attention or be sensitive around the fact that, you know, I need to I need to hear her. I need to let her say what she's gonna say and and, and have some compassion towards you.
1: But that requires a lot of humility because otherwise, it's real easy to say, Well, that's your problem, right? I mean, I I, I don't know why you're anxious, right? I mean, and, and, we hear that all the time. And, well, right? and
0: haven't I done that, or yeah, you know, or I've and, done that, yeah, yeah. And and, and the, you know, our last area is going to be spiritual, and truly, as you get into this emotional part of your life, it, it is the Holy Spirit is leading you and you're walking in the spirit you have the ability to do this sometimes when it's it's hard to do it or you don't you're tempted to be defensive or not you know being compassionate but you know i mean we we're, we're talking about the fact that in this area of emotional we 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 need to see our responsibility and also taking care of the other person mm-hmm. right
1: And, you know, I heard this story, it was on the news years ago, about a uh, truck driver who was in an accident, and he ended up off, um, ejected from the truck and was on the side of the road, and a a bystander, you know, stopped their car and went up to take, I mean, to check on this man, and when they got there, literally, this man's heart was exposed, Um, and the story has always stuck with me because that person took that person's heart in their hands, their little literal physical heart, and massaged that heart until the ambulance got there. And they credited that person in the news that because they massaged that heart, they actually kept that man alive and saved his life. And I think about that when it comes to this level of emotional intimacy that, I mean, that's really what God's asking of us in marriage, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even beyond that, whether Mm -hmm. it's with our children or, you know, friends or church members, whoever it might be, but that, you know, we're, we see that other person's heart as they're sharing in such Mm -hmm. a manner that we're going to take care of it. We're going to hold it very, you know, carefully and intentionally in how we take care of it. So Mm -hmm. that's part of what we're talking about here. And, um, uh, there are a lot of things that we can do that uh, you know aren't holding that heart very well i mean if you share something with me and i'm immediately defensive mm-hmm. or let's say i haven't forgiven you for something and so i kind of have resentment or bitterness i mean it's going to come out in a in a real critical
0: mm-hmm.
1: spirit um that's going to shut you know the conversation down um like we said earlier being proud being a know-it-all always having to be right um you know, having a kind of demanding, controlling spirit out of fear, just, I need to control how this conversation's going to go or the outcome. I mean, all, all of those things are going to, you know, shut this emotional intimacy down and um, sometimes just unresolved wounds in our own life that, you know, maybe I've never grieved certain losses or dealt with things in my life. And so when you start sharing your life, uh, I, I can't, I can't be there for you. I can't enter in because I don't want to, I don't want to feel the pain in my own life.
0: Yeah. And, and I think what you're saying that we've experienced and, and, and it's just that we are so, you know, really paying attention to what's happening, not just with ourselves, but with each other so that we take responsibility for each other when we're having, when we're, you know, connecting it, it in this way with the emotions. Mm-hmm. So that you might say to me, I'm just not in a place to be able to do this. I'm upset about, you know, this or that. And so when you say that to me, then I I, I can settle into that with you. Even, if I, even in that moment, especially in that moment, if I really need to tell you something, it's important. If we're going to move forward, we're going to take some time and hear, okay, so what is it that's going on with you? And it may be because of something I've done. Maybe because of something that you know, doesn't have anything to do with me. But your honesty in telling me, I, I can't go here with you right now. I can't talk about this in you know, and share my heart with you, my emotions with you. And, and that allows, by you being honest, it allows us to then go ahead and talk about it.
1: Hmm. And I think the, uh, I mean, the other thing we want to make sure and, talk about here, too, is just that, uh, I mean, poor listening skills, and we've mentioned this in both the intellectual and emotional already, but poor listening skills really um, impact our emotional um, intimacy. And, you know, part Part of that even comes from in Proverbs eighteen two It says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. And so often that's the case. Uh, you know, when your spouse is talking to you, you're sitting there not really settling in to hear what they're saying, thinking about why they're saying what they might be saying. But, you know, if you find yourself thinking about, well, I mean, what do you want to say? And how are you going to say what you want to say back? there's no no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing your own opinions so um, I, I, I think that listening part and how we listen is important and this this came out early in the years early years of our marriage when for me uh, kind of my uh go-to emotion when we first got married was really anger and I I saw any other emotion really as weak and vulnerable. Um, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to say I was hurt or I didn't want to say I was insecure or I was afraid or, um, I didn't, you know, want to see my sin or admit my sin or, you know, ask forgiveness from you because I felt like it was up to me to fix this and to get this right and to work harder on, you know, this that it was up to me. And it, where I, I mean, your personality tended to lean more toward shutting down, you know, shutting out, kind of just going inward, right? So um, that impacted our emotional intimacy a lot, as far as just to be known and to know. And one of the things that over the years that has helped is, um, I mean, really, when you know, you would say, well if I was just kind of having a short frustrated response or, you know, an angry response, you would say, what, what are you, what are you afraid of? Or,
0: you know, just point it out, you
1: know, what's going on. Right. I mean, what, are you hurt about something or, I mean, I mean, what's going on where you would help me settle into what was under that anger. And it, it helped change me so much to feel like you did that for me where I did I felt like I could settle into those more painful emotions and that it wasn't a bad thing, that there wasn't something wrong.
0: That's where I think with that's me part to do of, that. Of of both of us taking responsibility for yeah. the communication and the connection here. It yeah. wasn't just on you to get rid of your anger and and so we could have a better conversation. It was me joining you and saying, Hey, what what's going on here? And but I think your part in it was the realization of, you know, that can be a a, a a sin of pride to not be willing to be, you know, uh, vulnerable at that level or to realize you don't have to have it all together and you could share and say, hey, I'm afraid. And I think that was very helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think on the flip side of this, I think sometimes you know, where I would just shut down and I wouldn't share. And that often would create a new talking more that I had to sometimes share, even though it felt painful to share. But I could say to you, and I remember learning how to do this, you know, this is a this is a sensitive area for me. This is hard for me to share, or I'm having difficulty. And you would, you know, would say, well, why? So, I mean, what what is it that's going on? And then to be able to share that too. Mm-hmm but we, you know, I think our maturing happened as we were, you know, we were able to be involved with each other while we were doing that.
1: And I think we're a good example of most couples. I think, I mean, we, we tend to, when we feel vulnerable or, I mean, to either kind of power up or to shut down. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is knowing what, I mean, what you do, what I do, mm-hmm. I mean, how do, how do we help the other person uh, um, in a manner that they can move toward us and us toward them and we can connect here? And it it takes more than one shot at this because sometimes it doesn't go very well the first time. And um, a lot of couples I see will say, "Well, we tried that, didn't work. Well, yeah, it's not going to work. And sometimes it's not going to work several times, but it's just that commitment to the other person and commitment to, you know, seeing things. Christ grow in that person and, and that person just have that freedom in this area that, uh, you know, and likewise back, that's going to be important. So,
0: yeah, and I would just also add that I think that we, you know, we don't want to give the impression that you and I are always emotionally connected. I think we're intentional about this so that we don't go too many days where we're not. But there are times where it may be two or three days. Um, And it's rare for us that way. I think when our kids were younger, Mm -hmm. it was harder Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. But we don't let it go too long where we don't have some kind of connection. And it starts with the intellectual. I mean, it includes Mm -hmm. the intellectual. It has to about us, but then the emotional we settle into. So that we, I mean, that does wonders for us, mm-hmm. that we're intentional about it. And, you know, for us, sometimes it's in the morning, if we go on a walk, that's been a really good thing for us to just have time together where we know we're going to gonna be talking some, but sometimes it's just, hey, we we need to go to lunch and we need to talk,
1: mm-hmm. right? Well, and it, it, I, I think you're right, just that it takes a lot of time here, uh, in order to have to settle in at this level. But the, I, the big thing, too, just as we finish up talking about emotional intimacy, is that, um, and sometime maybe we'll do a podcast on emotional intelligence to just go into more detail here. But if you don't know, w- Right. Y- where you're at if you don't know right. what you're thinking if you don't know what you're feeling then you have no ability to give this to anybody right. else you have no ability to settle in and enter into somebody else's pain if you haven't settled into your own right. pain if you haven't processed that uh, then you're going to want to shut down the pain in somebody else um instead of be able to enter in so um that that's important part of kind of knowing where you're at and and why you're there. Do you, do you know what you think? Do you know what you feel or do you just go along with what everybody else thinks and feels? I mean, these are important things. Where's your heart been broken? Um, The place of your brokenness is going to be your strength in connecting with your spouse at this level. And uh, I mean, first Corinthians one, three through six tells us this, that, um, You know, God comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And so, I mean, this is God's intent for us that we settle in with God and others in these painful places, allow Him to comfort us, have that healing, so then we can join other people.
0: And if I can add to knowing yourself um, and your ability to know yourself, it's, is is a in this relationship as a married couple that i know you or i grow in knowing you so that at any time in any given day somebody could call me up and say tell me how your wife's doing i i need to try to know that mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean we've connected today it's just i'm paying attention to i'm thinking about you know i can tell when you're in a bad mood i can tell when you're anxious i you know but, know you well enough to know those things i may not know exactly the reason why but but i know you in that way so that i'm thinking about you so that when the time comes and we can connect i can hear about that or i'll ask you later you may not have time for a while because Mm -hmm. of our schedules and i think it's of course that's true with you with me at any given time, you have some idea of what's going on with the other person, but you take responsibility for them. I mean, we're one; mm-hmm. we're connected here. So,
1: right. And if you have a hard time sharing, I I often give people the exercise to just think about. Um, I mean, whether it's a teenager with a parent or it's a you know spouse with another spouse, um, think about you know one or two things that are going on in you that you've thought a lot about or you're things you're struggling with or you're feeling and just, um, you know, come up with a couple short sentences that you're going to share with your spouse. Um, I I tell teenagers this all the time. It'll alleviate your parents' anxiety if you will just think about two, three things that you can share from your life with your, with your parents. So uh, sometimes that's just a, you know, simple, practical thing. It's like in January, this, well, this January, I told you, um the other day, I'm just really surprised that I I you know, I thought I would be grieving my mom a lot over her death over Christmas and the holidays, but it's really hit me in January. And it was just a simple sentence to say, I'm surprised by that. I've really been grieving the loss of my mom. Um, but it, it let you know that. I mean, it's not like you had you would have known that. No, I wouldn't have known the it. way I probably had been living or whatever.
0: Right. But
1: that was an internal thing going on in me.
0: Yeah, and those kinds of things all the time come up in in us. Things we're thinking, things we're feeling, and this goes back to the intellectual as well, but this connection in this area, do we share it with with one another?
1: Yeah, and it wasn't a long, we didn't have to have a long conversation over it, it was just that I was going to just let you know
0: that that had been going on. Right. And so. And sometimes it's a long conversation, but it doesn't have to be, Right. is is your point. You're just sharing something. Right. So, okay.
1: Thank you again for joining us today on the Redeemed Hearts podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are looking for more content from Worley and Danina, or want to reach out and contact us, we encourage you to visit redeemedheartsministries.com. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify and share this episode on social media. Have a great week. God bless.